Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Gourmet. This week's guest is Devin Alora. She's a stand-in I met recently at a party, and she wrote a book about standing in, which I thought was really cool and original. It's never been done before, so I um, really wanted to have her come on and chat about it. So that's what we did, and she was great. She also did a Best Day, Worst Day segment for my Patreon, so if you want to hear that, you can sign up at patreon.com slash walkingbackwards. Hey, good news for anybody interested in an iBaird, which I've talked about a lot from Walter Clausen. Um, they just recently dropped the price a hundred bucks. Um, so if you were thinking about it, your timing's perfect because it's a hundred dollars cheaper now. I guess they made some savings in the way they uh, manufacture it, and they passed along the savings to customers, which is pretty cool. And you can also get um, an extra bonus discount uh, by typing "walking." into the promo code section once you've ordered it and put it in your cart. I think that's the way it works anyway. <laughs> so do that if uh, if you want and you get it even cheaper. Um, thank you to them for their support and thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. I have Devin Alora in front Hello. of me. Hello. Uh, stand into the stars. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's uh, what I put on my Instagram. It is. I forgot. That must have been in my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, everybody. Nice to meet yeah. you. <laughs> and you just wrote a book. I did. Called Standing In for Single Camera. Mm-hmm. It, uh, available on Amazon. On Amazon.com. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It just went live last, uh, the middle of last week. Awesome. And uh, good reviews and everything so far? Uh, well, the only one who's reviewed it is my one of my best friends, Kimberly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so she gave me a five-star review. But uh, so my dad likes it. That's good. He's good. very proud of me. Um, but our mutual friend Charles, who is a director of photography, he was the cinematographer for Canpiel. He read it and he loved it, and he said it was great. And so that meant a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. He, he means a lot to me, and he's you know has, has a very good standing in the industry. Yeah, you know, as a and a director of photographer is kind of like our boss. So yeah, need to hear him say that. Yeah, and it's nice to have support from friends. I mean, writing a book is a big undertaking. I can't imagine doing it. Mm-hmm. And writing a book that no one has written a book about before. Right, right. Or uh, a subject, yeah. Exactly. Like, my friend Jamie, who I worked on Malibu Rescue with, he was a newer stand-in, and he was asking me for advice, and he's like, there are no books out there on standing-in. I looked everywhere, and he goes... You know, I, I started training him and telling him, you know, things that he should do or he listened for. And, right. And he was like, you need to write this in a book so people can read it and know what they're going to do before they come to set. Right. And I was like, no, <laughs> but that takes a lot of patience and I could just tell people or, but then I started thinking about it and I started getting really heated about some things that I've seen on set that I would really like people to know about, you know, and, right. and um, so I started kind of just writing it down and writing a list and then that became like a paragraph, which became a, a whole chapter, which became a book. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's... I'm proud of it. Yeah, well, you should be. I mean, I haven't read it yet. You just gave me a copy, Thank which you. is so nice of you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. But, um, uh, you know, we, well, we were talking when we met about how important stand-ins are mm. and how almost I, no one understands how important they are yeah. besides operators, DPs, and, well, and actors. DPs and actors. Yeah, and, that, and it's like this little tight... Maybe not even actors. There's some actors there that really don't even know what we do. They just kind of take our place when they come back. 
Right. You know? Right. Like, I actually had one of my actresses, like, say, Devin, will you, will you tell me exactly what you do? Because I really don't know. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So this is, and I kind of explained it to her, like, you know. Right. So she did. She didn't even realize that you were like watching everything she did in the scene, and then being able to repeat it back and everything. She all she knew is that I was standing there and that they lit me, you know. And she thought that that's well, that's it. That's right. what we do is we just stand on a mark, and that's the job, you know. Oh, it's so easy. Anybody can do it. Anybody can stand on a mark. I'm like, no. <laughs> right. There is so much. Anybody more can to stand it. on a mark, but it's yes. not that. <laughs> so yes, that's they not can what the job stand is. Stand on a mark, but <clears throat> yeah. No, there's more to it. No, it's it's actually more about everything else in between the marks than it is about that. I mean, some some not as much anymore, but it used to be more like super specific lighting for certain marks. Mm-hmm. It's a little less now. I don't know if you've noticed that in your years in the business, but it seems like people light environments more now and it's less about like eye lights and you know what I mean? Well, most of the shows I've worked at, it's very specific right now. Really? Yeah, like on Westworld and like the DPs that okay, I've been working Okay, Westworld with. is yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, are very specific. Um, but in TV, not as much, huh? No, yeah, in TV. Really? Yeah, same okay. thing. Same All right. Thing. Well, we may be we may be uh, defining specific yeah, a little differently. Yeah, you probably know more than I do. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying that. I just think maybe our opinion of what specific is is a little different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. right totally. So, um, but um. But yeah, Westworld, that's awesome. Actually, let, we can talk about that in a minute. Like, let's talk more about the book. Sure. So just a couple of the things, like what are what are like the most common um, mistakes stand-ins make or or things that they need to know? That... Definitely read the book. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely <laughs> no, read no, the no, book. Yeah. Definitely read the book, but no, we're, we're but not going to read the whole book here. Um, I think a lot of stand-ins um, don't know exactly what entails of the job you know right either someone didn't tell them or they weren't taught that way uh that's usually what it is right um or they just kind of like are there to because they want to be an actor and this is kind of like a middle thing to do but you know between auditions or or not if i guess if they're day playing because when you're on on a show you're there like almost 12 hours a day if you're like a regular stand-in yeah you're with the entire crew um, but so I think one thing that stand-ins don't realize is that when you are done standing in, uh, uh, and they say, okay, thank you, second team, and you go back to your chair, a lot of them don't watch what is going on in the scenes, don't watch the takes, what they're actually filming to see if the actor, act- actor actually switched something up. Right. So when they go back to stand in and all of a sudden the mark's in a different place or they decided, oh, wait, let's have her sit instead of stand. And they go in and they stand, you know, when they're actually sitting, then it's, you know, then it's confusing. And the director's like, no, that's not what they did. Right. Wait, is that what they did? No, that's not what they did. You know, and it's it's it just wastes time. Yeah. You know? But if the stand in goes and watches at least a couple takes to make sure that's the way it was rehearsed is the way it was rehearsed. Was, is and you're going to keep filmed. shooting it and that's going to be it. Right. Right. <laughs> and then, then, then you'll know like that's actually what they did. Cause you know, sometimes an actor will do it one way during rehearsal and they're like, you know what, actually I'd rather do it this way. Right. And specifically like what, what you're referring to, I think is you might do the wide shot first mm-hmm. and they change it in the wide shot, but then you have to go in and stand in for, the, the the close stuff or the two shots or the singles or whatever mm-hmm. and that's when you need to know what they did exactly Again, that was my point it's like right, the, right. Exactly. it's not done yet the scene is not over yes. they've just done one shot and you need to know what they did or they do one take of it and decide to switch it up right like 
you know, the director changes their mind. Let's try yeah. it the way you did it that first time in rehearsal. That yeah. happens a lot. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, yeah, you know, I'm not feeling it this way. Let's do it this way. And it switches on. And then the stand-in comes in, and it's like, oh, no, that's not what they did. You know, right. no, this is what they did in rehearsal. Like, no, you need to watch the tapes. Right. So you know what's kind of going on. Yeah. You know, and there's so many camera operators that really appreciate when we're we're on it and we've seen it and we're like, okay, this is what they did, you know? So it's like you have another set, of, the camera operators have another set of ears. Oh, for sure. Know, eyes and, you know, and if maybe, you know, they might need, you know, help. They're like, oh, I forgot what happened. And then the CNN can be like, oh yeah, I just watched the take and, you know, this is what Right, happened. right. Yeah, totally. That happens all the time because you're, you're, I'm paying attention to other things and, you know, I didn't. I didn't notice whether they open the drawer with their right hand or their left exactly, hand. Exactly. Yeah, you have to know the details. <laughs> yeah, you know? and then they they might uh, instead of pushing the door open, they pull the door open. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. All kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and honestly, most are okay, but there are very few like really good stand-ins. Mm. My, I mean, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I do actually have a group on Facebook called the Stand-In Cantina. Oh, really? And yeah, and why did I even, I don't even remember why I started that. I think, uh, oh, yeah, I know why, because I started helping cast uh, the Westworld stand-ins. Um, I started helping casting find them, because we really needed stand-ins that were on it. Right. So uh, if we ever had any utility positions opened, I wanted to be able to post something and be like, hey, I need a 5-2 Burnett. Mm-hmm. So, uh the people who are in the group are f- recommended from other stand-ins that I know that are very good. Right. And uh, I also have a list of questions that they have to ask, like, what's the first thing you do when you come to set? Like, if your crew, if the crew calls 9 a.m., what time should you show up on set? Stuff like that. Right. So this group has now grown to about 170. Oh, so okay. So now, at least now, I know 170 solid, amazing stand-ins. And that, you can refer them to people. Exactly, and I can help people get work, which is something right. I absolutely love to do. Yeah, yeah. That Oh, that's great. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, well, good for you. Um, you. You mentioned Westworld. Who do you stand in for in Westworld? I um, I, I started out as Dolores, uh, um, Evan Rachel Wood's stand-in. I'm, I'm still her stand-in, but I also am the key girl stand-in. So I have uh, wigs as well. So I've done um, Dolores and Clementine and Teresa, Armistice. Uh, wow. Yeah, Angela... Like basically all the girls except for El- I've been sitting for Elsie, uh, but she's like five one five two I think or five three. Maybe. Right. But like so she's a lot shorter than me. But if they had to use me as utility for uh, other scenes, and then so I, I did kind of stand in for a little bit. But she had her main stand in, which was my friend Lindley. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So you just jump around. Wow. I do. I, I just kind of it just kind of happened uh, first season uh, where they didn't have a, a Burnett stand-in and they had me and then a production assistant was like, Devin has wigs. Why doesn't she just do it? Uh, and I was like, well, I do. <laughs> and we didn't have anybody. So I was I'm so against anybody trying to steal someone else's job. You're sure. And so there wasn't any other Burnett that that was a regular on the set. So right. I was like, it would actually uh, increase my work, too, because Dolores wasn't in the lab scenes. You right, know? so you could have days off. and Right, but right. I didn't want those days off. I really wanted to work every day. Plus, yeah, okay. I love Westworld. I love my family and the crew. Like, yeah. we're all super tight. We're, yeah, super bonded. So I wanted to be there every day and, of course, for money. So sure, yeah. it worked out to where I did the lab scenes. I was Teresa with the wig. And then when I was in Westworld, I was Dolores out in on the ranch. So Oh, cool. Yeah, and so it just kind of uh, formed that way. And then Carrie, our uh, now first AD, she was a second D at 
80 at the time who, man, Carrie Bruno, she is the best person in the world. I love her. She was always uh, looking out for the Stannons that we would return every season. She took care of us, you know, looked after us. And uh, so she called me back second season and she was like, okay, Devin's going to you know tell you who stands in for who you know she told casting that and casting was super cool with it oh, okay. so that just happened to where i was uh picking the stand-ins and it was the same people who i love dearly because you know right. we're all we all work our butts off we yeah. all help each other we're all uh you know no drama very peaceful you know it's yeah so that's kind of why we have our little stand-in family that's good yeah how's how's chris harroff to work with oh my gosh chris <laughs> harroff oh, i try to get him to quote my book but he's so busy maybe if he listens to this he can <laughs> he'll like message me but no he's one of my favorite people like we're yeah, like brother great. and sister for sure yeah uh and man like when i first met him it, it, it was like I thought he was super cool. And I'm like, oh, he's a good camera operator. And what I didn't know is that my, uh, I always said my favorite city cam operator in the world was the, whoever did Birdman. <laughs> you uh, know, so that was my favorite. And then I found out that they were the same person. <laughs> and it was not until like late second season, I think. And yeah. I was like, you did Birdman? I was like, you're my two favorite Steady camera operators are the same person. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was really an honor to work with him. And he's so funny and chill. And he trusts me, yeah. which is huge. He'll be like, Devin watched it. What'd she do? And I'll be like, oh, gosh, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, but because I watch it, I'll be like, okay, you know, first she walked over here, and then she picked up the can, and then she stood up, and then she turned, and then she froze, and da 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 you know? Right. He's like, oh, okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Do you find any, because that show shoots on film, do you find any um, difference working on a show that shoots on film versus digital? Not really. Yeah, okay. It's pretty much... I wouldn't think so, but... No, pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the cadence of stuff is... Well, not the cadence. The way things run on set is probably a little different. They probably... I'm guessing they're a little more specific about rolling camera. Because they never say roll camera on a digital set anymore. <laughs> They oh, just say roll sound, and then sound says right. speed, and then we roll, mm -hmm. and then they hit sticks. Yeah. Um, do they? Is that different? Oh, they say rolling. They just say rolling. Yeah, say okay, rolling. so they take their own roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I figured that's <clears throat> fair enough. Um, so let's see, Westworld. Oh, is season three done now? Uh, we're actually doing a week of reshoots uh, this next week, but yeah, it's pr it's been done. I think it's been done since the end of last year. Okay. So that was great because uh, I got to work with Aaron Paul, who, again, like, man, he is the best person. He's so friendly. And no matter who you are on set, he'll go up and shake your hand. I worked with him last year, too. You did? Yeah. Oh, this cool thing about Aaron Paul is that I met him on Big Love that I worked on years and years ago. Um, with Bill did he do Big Love? He did. I watched Big Love, by the way. Oh, I like yeah? that show. Yeah. Well, there was one time where I was uh, kind of just sitting down in the hallway. I like to sit on the floor a lot. I know it's weird, but I was sitting on the floor and he was sitting next to me and I thought he was background and so I was like hey what's going on and we just kind of talked it up and uh then so like, he hadn't worked yet uh no he wasn't on set he was just chilling and I you know okay. I thought he was BG and I was like hey what's going on and actually I think he talked to me first and we became buds and they're like, oh, Aaron, we need you on set. I'm like, oh, you're one of the actors. You're a day player. That's cool. Right. And so he went and performed, and he was Amanda uh, Seyfried. Is it Seyfried? You should know. I know, right? You worked on the show <laughs> for years. No, I never knew. I never knew because I've heard it both ways. But um, I was Amanda Sandin, too, and Chloe, Chloe was my uh, 
was the main girl that I stood in for. Who okay. I, I love her. I've stood in for a, uh, a couple of times. But um, anyway, so I was like, that's rad that you're a day player. And he goes, yeah, like, I hope they bring you back. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I bet they will. Like, congratulations. And uh, he did end up bring. they brought him back to be her regular boyfriend on I, the show. How do I not remember this? I don't know. <laughs> It's what's well, before it's he been broke. A long time. It has, and it's before he broke out. Yeah, and then I saw him. Uh, gosh, what was it? I think Die Hard? Maybe he got another bigger movie, and I was so proud of him because I like this was my butt on set that yeah. I hung out with, and we were like oh, MySpace friends, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And then he blew. God, up. it was that long ago, wasn't it? Yeah. I know. <clears throat> and then he blew up on uh, Breaking Bad, and I was like. I got to watch him do this and then we're on set together on the first day of season three and I was like there's no way there's no way he's gonna remember me and uh he kept looking at me and then you know and then doing his thing and I'm like maybe he does he comes right up to me he's like hi I'm Aaron <laughs> and I was like hey I'm Devin I worked on uh Big Love with you he goes that's where it is uh, I knew yeah. I knew you <laughs> and yeah and so he remembered me and then he just treated me like his best bud for the entire season so I felt like I was on top of the world oh uh, cool you know and there was even one time where he introduced himself to the other stand-ins and he was like nice meeting you all and I was like you too I'm like why did I just say that and then he stops and he goes Devin we've known each other forever and he makes this big scene I was uh, like oh he's cool <laughs> he's funny but yeah he he what's funny something I know this is like the Aaron Paul like podcast no but what's fine. something funny that he does is he he'll say something super serious and he'll be like wait what time is my call time tomorrow I'm like oh it's 7 a.m did you see it on the call sheet he's like wait it's listed on the call sheet like he would be very serious about something that was so simple and like he wouldn't get me like i would be like wait you should know this you know but there i think but he's not joking no he's joking oh okay it's always like it's always a joke right there was one time where he caught me and like it it was i was like oh come on (laughs) like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) he's really silly (laughs) you're like me you're too you're too literal yeah <laughs> i'm so literal i sometimes i miss i miss jokes i feel like <laughs> an so, idiot <laughs> that's so funny I'm like how do you not know that aaron <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> that's cool well i like the i like westworld it's it's pretty neat it looks great oh, yeah. um i and, can't wait for it this season i'm so excited yeah well tell us what happens no <laughs> are you serious no. Devin's not coming back for season four <laughs> Uh, Devin's getting sued right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, now I'm nervous. Maybe we should cut this podcast because I know I'm going to say something stupid. No, no. We can edit that out. No, it's fine. Hi, it's Tom. fine. Yeah, let's try. There's a cat. He's got a cat. Hi, By the way, I found out we've kind of worked together. What? On what? Big Stan. Do you remember that Penelope Spheris movie that was about male strippers before before the other movie about male stripper so familiar yeah so long ago though oh yeah a long time ago um i was the b camera operator oh really but you were like in it right you weren't a stand-in right i had a little part in it it was so long ago i don't even remember yeah that movie never came out oh it did it no i guess penelope and the distributor had like some falling out and she bought it and then she was she was gonna she was gonna try to distribute it and then i i don't know i guess never did mm. i 
I don't know. No, what happens sometimes, though, is like I'll be standing in on something or maybe BG. And... Sorry, I said Big Stan. I totally, no. I'm oh, okay. so wrong. Is it Magic B- Mike? No, it no. That. It's Balls to the Wall. Oh, yeah. And by I the way, I did that. work on Big Stan, too, and I don't know oh, why okay. I conflated the two. I, I, Big Stan sounds familiar, but I was like, what did I do on that? <laughs> Balls to the Wall sounds familiar, too. But, you know, it's, I've been doing this for like 16 years. It all just kind of blends together. You know, yeah. I remember I, I did a part Well, Balls on... to the Wall, I think you had a part in. Oh, okay. And I think I wrote it down here. I think you did casting on Big Stan. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I did do casting. Yeah, I've done it all, like casting, coordinating, talent manager, producer, <laughs> actor, like everything. Right, right, and What's right. funny is the only thing I ever wanted to do was work on Star Wars. <laughs> that was it. Like, that was the dream when I was little. I know. I saw those Ewoks, you know, and I'm like, that's all I want to do. I mean, unfortunately for you, you live in the wrong country. I know. And then they only shot in London. But I did, I was able to get on The Mandalorian. Um, oh, did you? So okay. I, so that fulfilled my dream. That's all I wanted. This is close just, enough? Yeah. All I wanted was just one day. I would do anything, like <laughs> anything at all, craft service, like anything, you know, <laughs> just to be on set. And so, yeah, I got like one one day on season one, one day on season two. So I'm happy camper. <laughs> oh, okay. Know? Oh, they're already shooting season two? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, I want to ask you what happened. Don't. <laughs> I won't even tell you what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's even more secretive than Westworld. You'll get me in so much trouble. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I know, Just I have no around. filter, too. So oh, okay. I have good to enough. edit if anything comes out. Oh, good to know. My big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, you're, uh, you're from Wilmington, Delaware, right? I am. Well, I was born there. But, you know, I was, oh, you so, didn't grow I was out there? a baby, so I don't really remember it too much. No, I was born in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Then I moved to uh, Long Island, New York when I was a little kid. And then oh, okay. I moved to Sparta, New Jersey. And went to preschool there. And then I moved to uh, Northern Illinois College in Southern Illinois, Louisiana, Alabama. And then eventually, finally for me, made it out to Cali. Wait, so you lived with your parents and all those other places? Yeah, um, except for I went to college in Southern Illinois. Right. So that's when I branched out on my own. Oh, okay. But the others were with parents. Alabama, where? Uh, Birmingham. Well, it uh, it was uh, Bessemer, which was right outside of Birmingham. Yeah, okay. I've been to Birmingham. My sister used to live there. Oh, yeah. She went to Alabama. It's beautiful. I was a little bored, but it was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, no, I had a friend of... Anyway, you're not really from Wilmington, but a a good friend of mine uh, is from Wilmington. uh, An old roommate of mine from college. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I was going to ask you if you were a Flyers fan of Philadelphia Flyers. Are you a hockey fan or... No, I'm no. not. Okay, I'm that's a fine. Football Bears fan. Are you a Bears fan? Because yeah, you're from Illinois. Yeah, sure, sure. What part of Illinois were you in? Uh, Roscoe Rockford area, which is uh, northern Illinois, kind of okay. next to the border of Wisconsin. Oh, up there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like northwest of Chicago. Yeah, I did a show in Chicago oh, neat. for uh, for a season. That I love the city, but mm. Jesus, the cold. And it oh, must have been even colder where you were. Oh, yeah. I remember being in the bus stop and being below zero. Oh. And all the, all of us were just huddled together for warmth. And if that happened out here, they'd just cancel school. Yeah, they would. <laughs> they would. But California is where I was meant to be. It's so nice out here. Yeah. If it gets a little cold, though, I still get freezing. Cold. Oh, really? Like, oh, you must be from here. And I'm like, no. Right. I was cold in Illinois, and I get cold here. <laughs> right. You know? And I'm always hot. Like oh, yeah. I'm always hot. Like well, not in Chicago when it was free in the winter, but 
Um, but warmer than other people. Other people were suffering more than I was, <laughs> for sure. Right. Yeah, I have an electric blanket on throughout the entire year. <laughs> Do you really? I get cold, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. Wow, that is bad. Mm-hmm. Well, women are generally a little colder than men anyway, right? Is that the case? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> You sound like you have a southern accent. Oh, do I? When I get real laid back and I'm having fun, like a little bit of a twang comes out. It's because I lived in Alabama, and then my sister lives in Louisiana, and she's got eight eight of my nieces and nephews, and they all have a strong... Hi, Aunt Devin, how are you? Right. Your sister has eight kids? She does. So I'm an aunt times eight, and I love it. And uh, my niece, uh, I know, my one of my nieces, the second oldest, just turned 18, so she's coming out uh, in a couple weeks. First time in California, we're going to Disneyland. So I'm going to oh, take wow. her there. And then I might uh, take her to the War- to Warner Brothers so she can see one sure. of the places that I work at. You know. Yeah, you should do that. Go on the Universal Tour or something. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's why I have a little bit of a twang. <laughs> Just because you hear it and you pick yeah. it up from them? Be- yeah, because yeah, when I talk to my sister on the phone, she's like, Devin? And I'm like, all right. you know. Right. I got you. It just comes and goes. And then I go, I, then I'm, oh, wait. Then I go back into my Midwest. Some, you know? some people are like that, though. Some people pick up a little bit of a twang if they like my sister picked up a twang in alabama a little bit while oh she was yeah there. it's so easy to pick up because you're just relaxed right you know? but i went to school in southern virginia and oh, yeah. it's southwest virginia like in the hills and uh i never picked up a thing so i think it's it's just what it's either you do or you don't yeah kinda. Funny, my mom is from jersey or my mom and dad are both from jersey so they have sometimes they go into jersey accents right like walkie dog you know and <laughs> and uh like in the midwest usually you know there's a difference between soda and pop and in the east coast we said soda and in the midwest we said pop because right. my family is from the east coast we said soda you so know? you were weird to everybody. Yeah, I was like, "It's what? What's so? What are you talking about? Soda?" I'm like, "What's pop? That's like a noise." <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I know it sounds so antiquated pop. to me because yeah. I grew up in Florida, so I, you know, I, I never, I always heard soda. I never mm. heard pop, but um, yeah. Anyway, um, so let's see. Stan, you've done a lot of stuff. You talked about Big Love. How was that show to work on? Oh. David Mullen shot it for a while, didn't he? He did. That's yeah. where I first met him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he came to Westworld eventually. But oh, he's on Westworld yeah, now? Yeah, he worked on second season. He didn't work on third season. But uh, one, our UPM was Mark Toby, who was the first AD on Big Love. Mm. And so he, uh, he brought on David Mullen uh, from Big Love, You know, which I love when people rehire their family because they can trust them and they feel familiar with them and david is now doing he just won an emmy for marvelous mrs measle right so proud of him yeah yeah but yeah like yeah he's wonderful so that's where we met um but big love my favorite part about it is i got to hang with bill paxton yeah i have actually a picture on my wall black and white picture of uh, him and i like with a you know a picture together because uh, he meant so much to me. He would go and do his scene, and then he would just sit down in the chair next to me and be like, Devin, this is the kind of day I'm having. <laughs> you right, know? Right, and right. he would just vent to me, and like everybody got their, their hand shook. You know? Everybody was, you know, maybe that's one of the, his influence was on Aaron Paul, you know? Like, because they're both so much alike. They're both so sweet. Right. And, and yeah, he was just shaking everybody's hand, and like I loved him, I really did. Yeah. So it was. It's it was been a cut. He passed away a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, that's sad. He was great though, wasn't he? Chet in Weird Science. 
Yeah, he yeah. was. And he would, what's one of the funny things he he would do is say quotes from one of his movies. Where's this one from? I'd be like, Weird Science. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. He'd like quiz you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that- every every time I would, um, I, I would come back and work on Big Love, like I worked the second season, I worked the fourth season, and he, he'd always remember who I was. But Devin, like, welcome back. Right. You know, like, yeah, why'd you why'd cool. you take would you go on something else during those other years uh, i took third season off uh i tried being a talent manager for a little while uh-huh. and that just didn't work out i like to try new things like you know aka writing a book yeah, sure. <laughs> to see how it goes you know and like to see if that's a right fit for me i'm still looking for the perfect fit i don't know what it is i love standing in like cause, yeah. you know i get to be a part of a family and get to be there every single day you know, I'm pretty good at it, you know, develop a, fa- a family. Um, I get to work in science fiction, you know, which is what I love. And right. so I just kind of fell into it, you know. But I still, anything's, you know, every, it's, uh, it's up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if this, you know, you could write a second book about Multi-camera. <laughs> Multi-camera. <Yeah. laughs> I don't What's the difference? There is a big difference. That's is why, there really? That's why I made this single camera. First standing in, definitely. Why? Um, I don't, I've worked multi-camera and I didn't really care for it too much. Uh, uh, the stand-ins got the whole script uh, in the beginning of the, of the day and then they would have to, I know that they did a lot of memorizing, but, um, it's, all I know is it's, it's less hours and it's more work and, uh, I like the, you know, the, the more hours, more money, less work. <laughs> right. And <laughs> you only, well, you only work a couple days a week on those, right? Yeah. That's why. Right. That's exactly why. And yeah, and it's a, and it's a lot of every, the scenes are set up with the stand-ins. And you have to remember the whole scene. Yeah. And then you give all your actor, all the notes of where, you know, where you, uh, what the blocking notes are. Right. You know, and you know, the director is the one that works on their acting and then they explain to them, you know, exactly. Uh, I, I don't want to say I'm an expert on multi-camera. Someone else can do that podcast because I really, I've only did, I did Richie Rich for a little bit. And uh-huh. my friend Aaron is like, Aaron Corda is the bomb at multi-camera standing, standing in. So I actually, when I was writing this book, I was going to do a chapter on multi-camera. And then she's like, oh, there's so, it's so different, Devin. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I better just make this single camera because that's really what I know. I don't know too much about multi-camera. Right. But if I were to write the book, I would get all my multi-camera friends down and be like, let's do this together right. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I have the authority on it. Oh, I didn't realize it was that much different, but it does kind of make sense. I mean, you have four cameras going at once, so there's something to be said about that. Right. Um, and there's only three walls to the room, so there's that's got to be a little different too. And yeah. yeah, okay, I got you. What um, what are well, I was going to ask, what are some of your favorite shows to have stood in on? Uh, but West I don't. Westworld's my Westworld's my number one. Is favorite. it your number one? Mandalorian, of course, because it's Star Wars. Right. Like I mean, that's like how can you you know? <laughs> right. But no, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy are like mom and dad of Westworld, and um. They appreciate, like I said before, they just appreciate the crew so much. And again, they keep their family working. Like Lisa Joy is doing a movie in New Orleans right now. And, you know, she kept uh, Chris Harhoff and other people from the crew are with her, like Brandon, our first ADs down there. You uh. know? But um, they make me feel so loved. And even like there's there, I auditioned for um, or had a CNN interview for another show. So I wasn't able to do some work that we did in San Diego. And uh, so they hired another stand in and Jonathan Nolan in front of everybody was like, where's Devin at? Uh, <laughs> Why isn't Devin here? Right. You know, and I was like, oh, he said my name. 
<laughs> you know, but then at the rap party, uh, they did it on the Santa Monica Pier. It was kind of cool. Like, we got to, like, do Carnival Rides. And oh, really? You got to order anything that you wanted. They, like, rented the pier out? Yeah, they rented the, 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 um, that Pacific, what is it? I don't know, that little section that's I don't got know. all the rides in it. Yeah. And then we play, like, Carnival games. Sure. They rented that entire section out. And so we got all this, like, all this free funnel cake and pizza, all this free food. And then, right. you know. My my friend Kimberly uh, won me a little teddy bear by playing one of the games and yeah. But my uh, I told my boyfriend oh, he's never been to a rat party before and so I was like oh you get to see what a real rat party is and I was like this isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but we get to play you know on games. But it was it was like it was fun and it was, it was different. But when they gave their speeches uh, uh, at the rat party, like Richard um, uh, Richard who's one of one of my favorite people too he comes right up to me. he's the executive producer oh, okay and he just puts his hand on my shoulder and he's like Devin, we could not do this without you like oh that's so sweet you don't understand how much we need you and i was like Man. that's awesome <laughs> yeah i love people like that me too why can't we all just be like that i know you know just have it be loving and saying good morning when you get to set and being respectful no matter who you are you right. know what job you have and just be friendly and not yell and not be little people, but just, you know, have it just be a good time and having fun making movies and television shows. Right. You know, I hate it when I hear some like a first AD or something yelling at someone. It's just, you know, it's like it, you can still make your point without being making a big scene and making feel some, you know, making someone feel like less of a person than they are. Yeah, I've you know? I've seen it a good amount. And, and it, it's not a motivator. Mm-mm. People, no. people are like, screw you. Yeah, exactly. And right. it makes them like, yeah, it makes, but when, like, Jonathan and Lisa Joy, when you show love that you care about the crew, they're like, all right, I'm going to do the best job that I possibly can for you. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and every, like, I love it when I go on a set, even just day playing as a stand and, and you can just tell as soon as you step on how friendly everybody is and oh, I'm that's like, cool. oh, I wish I was a regular around here. Right. Like, oh, Tacoma FD. I think that's what it is. Uh, it's I think Tacoma, it's Tacoma FD, FD. the what fire, is that? Tacoma Fire Department. It's a television oh, show it's a that's show. out right now. I worked one day on that, and I was so jealous of the girl that I was filling in for. Oh, really? Because <laughs> they all the actors introduced themselves to me. Yeah, and that's not that's a rarity. Yeah, it really is. It's nice when my own actor was like, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, but all of the actors was like, "Hey, you're new." like wow this is really cool that in 16 years that has never happened before like really see someone that's new and it's like hey right you know but the stand-ins were great yeah that's it's just you can just tell everybody's just shining and you know that's nice there oh that's good yeah. Which, what network it's, is that show? Tacoma FD. I don't know. Oh, I wish I knew. I don't remember. Uh, mm. I think I watched it on Hulu, maybe. I watched one of the episodes on okay. it. Okay. But yeah, no, it's it's great. This, the, everybody's wonderful on that. But Same thing. NCIS, too. Everybody was cool, too. I just worked that as a um, day playing standing in the other day, too. Everybody's I've heard good nice. things about Mark Harmon. So oh, he's cool. Yeah, a lot of times it goes one down, right? Like like you were saying about Aaron Paul, it's like yeah. maybe he saw how Bill Paxton acted and then... Right. Because that does happen. Number one is super cool and then everybody else falls in line or number one's a pain in the ass and then you start seeing it out of the other ones. Yeah. Sometimes, not all the time, but... You know, um, Nathan Fillion on The Rookie. Yeah. He's another one that's like Bill Paxton. Super nice, super sweet. I worked on The Rookie a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
in with him a little bit but didn't have a lot of interaction although he was kind of holding court one day like first thing before <laughs> oh okay <laughs> you know, like chatting with everybody including the crew and stuff so right. you know you could tell he's a nice guy he's yeah very friendly i don't know i feel like if i were ever a famous actor you know i'd why wouldn't you want everybody to love you <laughs> and the reason like they would probably love you is because you're loving yourself Right. You know, and like we're all born, we're all going to die someday. Like we're all equal. We're all just doing a job. Right. Some people might, you know, have more fame because of television and film, you know, because they're on camera. But they're, you know, that person is just as important as the person behind the camera. Right. You know, I, uh, I'm uh, quoting this um, comedian that uh, I've heard. He said, I'm, uh, no one is better than me and I'm better than no one. Yes. Oh. That's really, his... that's a quote because I almost put that in my book. Oh, really? <laughs> I well, it's said not. You know, that. it's not. I. You know, he may be taking it from somebody else, but uh, or whatever. But um. But I... yeah, no, it's just a good. It's just a good reminder. Like, yeah. don't get because you know I've done that before. Get my head out my own ass or right. You, you know, know that's or, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I can get stressful on set, but it's yeah. just how you handle that stress. Yeah. You know, if you need to take a time out and go off to the side and just drink some coffee or whatnot, but you don't you don't have to yell at someone. Well, I've never yelled at anybody, but um, Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not that kind of person. But no, you know, I I've especially early in my career, normally when I was worried about something like a really hard shot or the or the DP or the director is hassling me or being, you know what I mean, being yeah. tough on me, then sometimes I would maybe get a little um I passive aggressive or whatever with an assistant or something, which I regret, but you know, we all learn. Well, so. if you, you know, see you did it, just, I would just go right up to them and apologize and be like, I was having a bad day. I should not have said that. And then let, you know, then you just move on with your life. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I bet they would just try It's been, that. A, it's been a while since I feel like I've done Maybe any of that. But... Find... No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm so kidding. Hunt them down. <laughs> I'd be like, I apologize for that one day when I was rude to you. And I said that <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing with you. Um, No, I've, you know, in the, my dad taught me it takes a big man to apologize. Yeah. You know? So normally, and, you know, sometimes you misunderstand something and you're like, hey, and then they're like, dude, I'm doing it. And you're like, oh, sorry about that. Right. Right. That's all it takes. Admit it. Admit it. I messed up. Like, I shouldn't have said that. Right. I was on set with an AD who literally took two PAs, like, right next to each other and ripped them apart in front of the entire crew. And it was like, oh, my gosh. My heart broke for the poor production assistants. Mm. Like, I've seen that so many times on set. It just, I don't know. It makes me so sad. Yeah. um, I've seen some things and screamers you know and um throwing tantrums and it's like dude we're not this isn't rocket surgery like let's chill you know nobody's life is at stake unless we're doing stunts you know uh whatever i saw an ad this is the beginning of my career Mm. i saw an ad i was a pa um this pa who (laughs) admittedly had not been doing a good job (laughs) and it was a big thing and it was a big show and like she spent a lot of time sitting at video village um (laughs) but anyway um there were four or five of us who were like doing the bulk of the work Mm -hmm. and there were like 10 pas or something a lot of them were whoever's high anyway regardless of that this the first radio beep beep you know it's it's dying Mm -hmm. he needs a battery 
So he calls for a battery. Well, myself and my friend Derek are both on the stage. We can see him. We're both 20 feet away from him or whatever. We both start walking over and reaching onto our belt for a battery for him. And this girl comes running over. She jumps out of Video Village and come literally running and goes, here, Joe, here, here's a battery. He goes, okay. And he hands her the dead one and he puts that one in and it goes beep, beep. And she's walking away. It's dead. And he threw it at her. <gasps> not in the air. He threw it on the ground and not like super directly at her, yeah. but he threw it really hard and he yeah. shouldn't have done it. No. Yeah. I've, I've, I worked with him since then and I, I told him about that and he's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, yeah, no, you shouldn't no. have. He didn't hit anything or he didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. But dude, just cause you're trying to make a point, um, that's not the right thing to do because you could have accidentally hit somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, because he heaved it, mm-hmm. and it was a solid that that smooth concrete floor, so the battery went like hundred feet. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> and and also like, it doesn't matter. You don't treat people like that. No, no, at all. There, I, um, in the standing world, I heard this, one of my really good friends saw this happen on set. I won't say what set it was, but uh, there was a girl who was there pretty often, almost every single day. And uh, she had to use the bathroom, so she, you know, told somebody. What, what, what's the girl do? Uh, she's standing. Oh, standing. Stand-in. Sorry, okay. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, I have to use the restroom. And so uh, she told, I guess, a production assistant, or maybe she just went, I don't know. But they needed her. So another one of the girls went and stood in for the actress to fill in for her until she came back. Just to cover for um, her. To cover for her, sure. which is totally what you should do. Totally like, fine, yeah. You know, just so they have a body, and you might not match, but at least there's somebody there, you know. Yeah. So she was standing in there. The other stand-in comes in and sees her on the mark and literally pushes her off. I was and just pushes her off the what? bar. She's like, that is my actress. And then she stands in there and the other girl's like, Whoa, like I can't believe that just happened. You know? Yeah. Like it's ridiculous, you know. It should not be it does, does, abusive or Does know. this woman understand you could get arrested for battery? <laughs> no, right? Like Man. Yeah, you don't you don't uh, you don't touch people without their permission and you oh, certainly don't push them or I do actually address that in my book um about you know having sometimes camera operators like when we need stand-ins need to be moved i've seen them take stand-ins clothes and move us with our clothes like mm-hmm. they will just pull us and right. not, I've, I've had it before where they're like hey Devin, do you mind if i just you know move you to where you need to be i'll be like sure that's fine right you know like but grabbing you and pulling just you just not even say anything mm-hmm. just pulling and mm-hmm. i was right there when i saw it happen and i was like that's not right that's not it cool it should not happen it's disrespectful it at is. the very least it is it's like i'm not beneath you you can't i'm not a puppet you can't just push me around and do what you want because i'm i'm here helping you set up your shot right now i'm like, not an inanimate object yeah I'm working right. as a Just team ask me to take you. two steps to the left or whatever it is that you need exactly. from me. That's exactly. pretty that's pretty bad. I do address that. I do I asked the stand ins, I was like, you need to speak up and ask them not to do that if that happens to you and you you, you don't want that happening. You know, you cannot physically touch somebody like that. Yeah. I mean, it's easy as saying, please, please don't grab me. Just tell me where you need me to go. Exactly. Exactly. And the camera operator, uh, she actually told the second second AD and the camera operator was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. And then he was fine from there on out. And the problem was fixed. But But, I mean, people make mistakes. Yeah. It's still, you should know better. Directors do do that where they just grab us and move us. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And 
I, you know, I, I'm polite on set, respectful, but if someone moves me like that, I'll just be like, I'm sorry. Can you just please not move me? You know, I won't yell, but just tell me where to go. Right. Can you yeah. just tell me what to do? I, I can listen. <laughs> you yeah. know, I've done this for a while. Right. I can move left, right, forward, bend, whatever you want me I'm to I'm not an empty know. shell. Yes. Yeah. yeah I have no, a brain in here. Stand-ins are, we're hard, you know, like, I, you said you don't know very many hardworking standards. No, I did not this. say that. Okay. I did not say that. I said ones that are really on it. Like, oh, really on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, on top of their game. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we do work Because I think, I think like you were saying, yeah, I don't want that to be <laughs> your <Yeah>. takeaway. <laughs> I don't know anybody. No. All the standards that brought us No, 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 no. <laughs> a lot of them are so great. I just yeah. think that a, a, a good amount of them want to do something else. Mm. They were doing background and it's like, well, we'll give you more money to stand in. And yeah. so they do it and they, some of them, some of them just do the minimum. Mm -hmm. That's actually, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up, Brad. <laughs> no, that's a great thing. Um, what one of the, another one of the reasons why I wrote this book. So if a camera operator, like my friend, uh, Brian, uh, you know, you know, Brian, that was at that party that we met at. <laughs> Which Brian? Uh, Brian Fries. Oh yeah, Yeah, he's so funny. I like him a lot. Yeah. But, um, so he was telling me that he was working on a project in another state where there was a stand-in that didn't know anything about the job, just looked like the actor. And it would have been so useful for him just to have a book and be like, if you want to know right. and you want to help, like read this book. Yeah, just read this. You can read this you know. in a night. Yeah, it's, not it's that so long. quick. You can, yeah. I could read it in an hour. Like I keep reading it. I'm so sick of it right now because <laughs> I've like corrected so many typos. Uh. Like, you know, like I keep going back finding something new right in it but yeah i can read it probably like in an hour it's not that it's an easy read but it's good just to have it handy because in the back of it i also put lists uh quick lists that can you can look to to remind yourself of things like uh one of its like phrases to listen for to when to head the set like checking the gate or right going tighter right or, you know moving on second team you know all those things to listen for You're like oh that's my that's cue. a great tip that's a great tip the other phrases that mean you're about to work again Right. You know, yeah. there's so many. And that's another thing going back to that question you asked me about things that stand-ins do. A lot of stand-ins just sit in a chair and they wait to be called second team. Right. You know, but uh, a lot of it. It is kind of a bummer when you know they're chilling. Mm -hmm. Like we've done seven takes of this thing, you know, and then we move on and they're like, we're second team. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They went somewhere. I don't know. I think she's in the bathroom. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, the bathroom's one thing. They don't, you know, but like, I think they went to Crafty. I don't know. You know what I mean? And it's like. I do address like when know. the best time to go to the bathroom is in there too. What's the you, best time? Um, After like you've watched a couple takes, like after rehearsal and uh, you've watched one take, you can use the restroom or you can use the restroom like after you watch the rehearsal and you know they're not switching anything and then they're going to start filming. Right. Yeah. Those are pretty much the two times. So yeah. As long as you've. Um, you're there right after rehearsal because sometimes they're like, oh, wait, actually, this isn't fit. The actress, right, like, the right, light right. isn't right. So let's bring second team back in again. Right. And then if they, so if you know they're not going to do that, the lighting looks good and they're going to start rolling, that's a good time to use the restroom. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they do last looks and sometimes that takes a few minutes. And, mm -hmm. and by the time you're back, you, you barely, you barely miss the first take. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And sometimes the actress will step in and then like, oh, you know what? She's actually got this glare. We need to step around again and refit and fix this and maybe add this light. And so then you bring the second. Team. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's not, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, but the quick list, um, another one that I have is uh, like what, like the process of like just of what you do, like, you know, um, from 
memorize everything that the actor did during marking rehearsal. Mm-hmm. You know, stand on your mark, uh, keep your eye line. You know, the the just a really quick list of of the process. Sure, yeah, to do. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how long did it take you to write it? Um, I started it, I think, in maybe July of last year, and then well. I started, that's when I, I think I started writing down a pair, or maybe, no, I think it was actually a little bit later, August or September. Um, I started writing, whenever I was working on Malibu Rescue, I don't even remember when that was, we did like a two-week shoot, but it, I think it was in the fall sometime, maybe in September. Anyway, so I started writing those paragraphs down, and then I started talking to other stand-ins and asking them, like, like, do you, what do you think that, what was something that you would like all stand-ins to know? Like, what is something helpful? You know, and then I I uh, just kept writing and writing, and then I went to Facebook and I put a status up uh, because over the last you know however many years I've met so I've made friends with so many camera operators and wardrobe assistants and you know everybody in the game, and I was like, please everybody whoever wants to put a quote in this book, go for it. Let me know right. what you've always wanted Stannons to know. Right. So they did, and I got some really good quotes in there. Oh, so good. there's DPs in there, camera operators, there's an AC, there's and there's a whole bunch of stand-ins who are like, okay, be nice to each other, treat day players well, right. you know, and uh, yeah, the director of photography, um, a first AD, my friend Sochi is a first AD, she's in there. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's also at the end, there's a glossary too of set terms. So oh, okay. before you go to set, like there's like checking the gate, like things that you wish that you would know, or you can look up really quick and be like, okay, what does this mean? What is craft service? Oh, snack station. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But you you self publish, right? Yeah. I, yeah. It's so easy to publish a book. And Was I, it easy? That's why I'm just curious about it. this. Yeah, yeah, it's so easy. Um, my friend Jamie gave me this uh this little it was like an ebook I think on how to publish a book online. <laughs> You know? She gave you a book about how to publish yeah. a book. <laughs> so I read it, and it was it was so so helpful that and uh, so I'm like, all right, well, let me try to follow what this thing says. And I, you know, did everything that it said, and out came a book. And then you just load it to Amazon, and uh, they have to approve it. And you make a, you know, I hired uh, uh, my friend Tiffany to do this, uh, do a little cartoon on the top of it. Oh yeah. And so then I had a book cover, and then you just push approve and there it goes wow <laughs> and it's online and then you you order proofs to see if you yourself like it before you actually make it live and oh. uh that's when you find all the typos like i probably have five of those books with like so many changes well you have nobody you know you, you you're doing it on your own so yeah. like yeah i can't just turn and be like okay fix every common mistake in there i love the cartoon on the front by the way do you get it what do you mean? Do I get it? It's like kind of. Uh, do you understand what's going on in the cartoon? Well, he's not on his mark, right? And he's not. He's like posing for a photo. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to make it funny, and so the camera operator is really mad because, like, oh, he is mad. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made him he's mad. He's like, dude, get on the mark. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm saying hi to the people reading this book. I don't know. I just I don't know how I came up with that idea. I just because I wanted it to be fun and easy, but I didn't want it to look like a children's book. So that's why I don't have balloony. Uh, titles or anything but i have a cartoon yeah. and what's funny though is on westworld um aaron paul stannon is uh my friend josh he's a very very good stannon but he looks just like the guy who's not on his mark and then the one behind the camera looks like our uh our b camera operator soup and i did not mean for that to happen oh really <laughs> yeah i was that's like oh funny. wow that's westworld i didn't even like wait who what's his name soup 
Oh. Um, Soup Camp. His name's Campbell. Um, that's why he's called Soup. His last name is Campbell. I don't even know his first name. Joe oh. Campbell, maybe. Oh, okay. I know, but yeah, he's called. His name is Soup. Name Soup. I yeah. love him, and he started out as um, a set a first AC on first season, and then he was B camera. Oh, he moved up to third season. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. Carrie Bruno is second uh, AD, and she moved up to first season. First AD by third season. Awesome. Like, that's, you know, another th- cool thing about Westworld. Someday I hope they give me a, a couple lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe in season four it'll happen, but, like, we'll see. <laughs> that That is something cool that I put in the book, too, for actors um, or for stand-ins who are pursuing acting, too. Sometimes when you work as a stand-in, uh, if you do a good enough job and they see you working your butt off, they'll throw you some lines in some yeah. of the scenes. Uh, I worked on this web series called Foursome. It's not a porn. Um, it's just, it's, that's the title of it, called Foursome. And uh, I never ask for a part, never. And uh, the producers were like, Devin, hey, you do such a good job. We're just going to throw you some lines. And I was like, okay. Sometimes I get a little nervous, but I was like, all right. And it's then, like helping out their family. Yeah, exactly. Right, because you get a nicer payday for that. Yeah, and, yeah. Right. It makes six times more, you know. And, right. And then, uh, and then she she gave me a role about where I had lo- a line about herpes. <laughs> oh just, yeah. It was like, I, am I the one with the warty ones? And I oh, was no. like, I know, I know, but I took it. You know, I got a line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, good. I won't show it to anybody, but you know, <laughs> I, was, I was so proud that. I mean, it was cute because I had Devin Alora on a little chair. You know, it was really sweet. But it's cool because. You work with the crew every day, and so that when you do get a line or a part, like I got a um, role in uh, the TV show Murder in the First too. Uh-huh. Um, Jesse Botchko, who I love dearly, he gave me a role as a uh, the Saletti, not Saletti, Saletti's secretary. Okay. And so yeah, and uh, so the whole crew is like behind me and like encouraging me and like oh, you're doing such yeah, they're a happy good for job. you. And everybody's yeah. and like my uh, you know the the DP who, who I absolutely love was he was like sitting um he was in a wheelchair and like he came over and he's like come over here and he, and he goes you are so amazing you did oh, that's such cool. a good job i'm so proud of you and i was like yay that's cool yeah should i assume that he's steven bochko's son jesse yeah okay yeah, yeah. He, is. he is i got to meet steven um he came into some of our table reads uh, another thing is that they had uh, um, they had the stand and do all the table reads too. So we got to read for the day play players and the, the actors who oh, couldn't yeah, be sure. there. So we got to practice reading lines as well. With really the, with the, with the other actors, yeah, and with stuff, other which actors, yeah. yeah. And the murder of the first man that that was a, that actually was one of my favorite shows too, uh, because everybody was so cool, like Lombardo and. Uh, uh, How long did that go? Three seasons. Did you do all three? Yeah, I did all three. I was, it was Kathleen Robertson Stannon. Uh, she's only 5'5", five five and I'm 5'7". So, uh, but they still, you know, I knew the UPMs uh, from cool being a first AD, and he was totally cool. I just, like, you know, I hate always, I always like, spread your legs. Like, I, sp- I spread in my legs a little bit to make myself shorter. Sure, I don't yeah. know how to say that without sounding. You just stand with a wider <laughs> stance. Yeah, thank you. So I stood with a wider stance. Yeah. Um, to make myself a little bit shorter, I spread my legs right. uh, to make myself <laughs> shorter. And you spread your legs to get the job. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. <laughs> it was gonna come out that way. I knew it was gonna come out that way. Well, you said it. I told you the better way. You uh, still said it. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, that. So the the actors were super cool in that set too. 
On Raising the Bar, uh, I worked with Mark Paul Gossler, who, you know, Zach Morris from Stay by yeah, the of Bell. Course, yeah. So that was really cool working with him because, you know, I used to watch him as a teenager. And also from show. NYPD Blue. Yeah, yeah, who's another Boschko. Um, right, yeah. Show. And uh, so it's cool working with him. But the cool thing about the Raising the Bar crew, who I still feel so close to whenever I see them, is that we all did karaoke every Friday night. Oh, really? Yeah, the whole Wait, crew- so you were off in time to do karaoke on Fridays? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that we, is a good show. It was a good show. It really was. I mean, we'd, we'd go straight to karaoke. It was an hour show, right? Oh, gosh. It was so long ago. Well, it was an hour long episode, Raising right? the Bar? I don't know. I, I never don't saw remember. it. No, I think it was me. I don't remember. It was a drama, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an hour. The lawyer, a lawyer yeah, show. It's um, an hour. Yeah, it must be an Eight hour. Eight day episodes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we'd go do Margarita. Where, where were you at? Well, at Warner Brothers? No, we were up in the uh, Valley area. Wow. There was like a there was a stage up near like Santa Clarita. I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, Santa Clarita Studios. No, it wasn't the studios. It was something else. Oh, okay. I just don't, it's so long. Somewhere ago. up there. Yeah. yeah. There are other uh, old buildings converted into stages up there. Yeah, it was like a warehouse. Yeah, it felt like a warehouse that were like um, <laughs> they were like what black sites or whatever I, I don't know what to call them they were like military they were building military shit in there mm-hmm. and then in the like the 70s and 80s or whatever that we worked on one stage I did a show for Nickelodeon up there and the psych um, I forget what the psych was a cityscape or whatever it was right mm-hmm. the big long Skype and it and it ran like a hundred feet and at one end, it was touching the ground. And then at the other end, it was like this far off the ground. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't figure out what was going on. They thought the rigging was wrong or whatever. It turns out the ground has like a one degree slope to it. Oh. So whatever they were building in there, it was probably there was liquid and stuff. Ooh. And it would just run out. It would run down the slope. Mm-hmm. That, that, was a, that was what everybody assumed it was for. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was so weird. But like it was slight enough. That you could sit on a dolly with the wheels unlocked and it wouldn't roll. Oh, really? Right. It wouldn't roll. So it was like really just like the tiniest amount. Mm -hmm. But from a long distance, like, anyway, it was weird. Maybe that's not what it was for either. Who knows? But (laughs) but the anyway, (laughs) um, there were weird stages up there. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, where where do you live? Was that a nightmare drive? No, uh, I live in Sherman Oaks. So oh, so it's bad. not so bad. But yeah. when I first moved out here, I lived in Long Beach. Oh, uh, no. So I was there for falling so far. Um, and I, I worked on Big Love, so I would have to travel from Long Beach to Santa Clarita every single day. Oh, my. Which uh, I had a, like a studio, a really big studio close to the ocean, which was $600 a month. Oh, yeah. So And I, went, I was living by myself, so which was nice you know, when I first got here. Um, but that I, you know, I put in the book that you always want to be super early on set just in case of traffic, you know, or something could happen and, and you want to feel at peace when you get to set, like, so you're not rushed. Right, yeah. So yeah. I would, I would be there and I'd have still an hour to kill. And so I would just take a nap before going to set. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I would work all day, 12 hours, th- 13 hours a day. And then I would, if I was too tired, I'd take another nap in my car and then go home. And then I would try to find street parking cause I didn't have a parking spot. Just really hard to do. So it, was, it have, was tough. Oh, you didn't have a spot in Long Beach. No. Oh that, my that god. Apartment. Yeah, it was super tough. But uh, eventually, I moved out of there and went to Manhattan Beach. So I got a little bit closer, <laughs> and then finally made myself um, my way out to Sherman Oaks. Yeah. Which is so much easier because it's like it's by a lot of the studios that I work at. Yeah. You know, and I really never got booked in Manhattan Beach studios, which is probably the closest one 
to down there. Yeah. Well, there's only a few stages down there, and mm. it's nice to work down there. Although you did the Mandalorian down there, probably right. Uh, Manhattan Beach, the Manhattan Beach Studios. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did a show down there. They like park you at a hotel across the street. It's kind of mm. weird. So you guys get hotels, though. <laughs> they didn't give. They didn't put us in a hotel. Oh, yeah, they parked us one? at the hotel, oh, like across the street from it. the stages. Yeah. Then they shuttle you from parking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, yes, now there's a thing, rooms and rides, they call it, but it's so vague. Mm-hmm. They supposedly have to get you a room if you ask or after a certain amount. Or, well, actually, it doesn't even matter the time. If you say, I'm too tired to drive home, right. they have to get you a room or get you a ride. Um, but there's a whole thing about that. Like, mm. what if you're working in Santa Clarita one day and Manhattan Beach the next? And so they get you a ride. So you leave your car in Santa Clarita. Now you have to go back there and then drive. It's like. It's tough. Yeah. I know, and uh, we had a lot of night shoots on Westworld. And uh, oh, yeah. one Friday we had a 9 p.m. call time. Ugh. I've never had that before. Nine o'clock. We were that's all really so late. Why tired. not six or something? Like, it's just that's because you know the way we started was early was during it the, the summer week. Or By the time we got to oh. the end of the week, it was so late because of all the shooting we were doing. So, like half the crew is just getting. We were falling asleep on set, oh, yeah. you know. So they were really nice to give us all hotels. Oh, know, that's included, good. Which that's was good. Awesome. Because that show shoots. Up there somewhere, right? We're in, uh, we shot in downtown LA, uh, the uh, LA Center Studios. Oh, okay. We used to shoot up in Melody Ranch. Yes, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I shouldn't ask anymore because then it starts to give plot stuff away. Right. But um, you that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where, where were we going? <laughs> no, um. Oh, no, just the driving and stuff is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, uh, it's it's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> I know. So that's why I live here, because I'm I'm not right next to anything. Right in the middle. But Paramount's up the street. Warner Brothers just over the hill. Universal's just over the hill. You know, it's all, like, really fairly close. Yeah. So I worked so, on um, Malibu Rescue, and it was uh, – we shot in Long Beach, Mal- and then we shot in Malibu, and then we shot – uh, up in the Santa Clarita area, like see me, or yeah, Santa Clarita area. Oh my, what what show what show was that? Anyway? That's uh, Malibu Rescue on Netflix. Uh, I sit in for um, Jackie Robinson, I believe, and she's a sweetheart. But it's uh, kind of like a Baywatch meets uh, Baywatch meets Saved by the Bell in a way. It's really happy and cute. Oh, it's like kids show cast. kind of thing. Yeah. On oh, okay. Yeah, there we shot a movie. The Malibu to Malibu Rescue Two, the sequel to the first movie. Oh, it's movies. Yeah, well, it was actually first they did a movie Malibu Rescue. I didn't work on that, and then they did uh, the first season, a Netflix season of Malibu Rescue. Okay. And then they shot a second movie to that. Okay. Yeah, it was actually a really great crew, and I got nominated to for they. There's something that's the second annual background uh, background awards, SAG awards. Yeah, you told me you're going to those. T- Tonight? Tonight, yeah. Ah. Sorry, I'm in a dress because I didn't know if I was going to go straight there. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wore a dress for you, Brad. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but uh, that, I, I don't know how they got my name, but I think I think Christy is a wonderful second AD. I think she nominated me, possibly, but yeah, so I'm a, nominated for a stand-in award tonight. Awesome. Yes. What, what, so, what, like stand in the year or what? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's um, this really awesome guy named, uh, I see awesome a lot, but this great guy <laughs> named Vincent Amaya put this thing together, uh, worked really hard on it, and we're actually going to be in a big theater tonight where they're giving out 
awards for like best stand-in, best background ensemble, best casting director. You know, cool. yeah. So it feels like we get our own award show. It's nice. You are getting your own yeah, award it, show. Yeah, it's like it doesn't just feel like it. Oh, good for <laughs> it you. Really is it? That's really yeah. cool. So you're so you're nominated. How many other? How many people are against you? I think it's so you're one, two, three, four. Five. I think it's five. Okay. Five girls. Um, two of them. Uh, there's a girl from the morning show. My friend Janae. I don't know any of the other girls, but I'm I'm really looking forward to. Are meeting you friends them. with one of them? I'm I'm friends with one of the girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's Janae. cool. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't met them. I, I knew, I think a few of the male stand-ins that are nominated, but that's actually one of the things I'm really looking forward to tonight is just making new friends and meeting more people like yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Well, you, for your, for your Facebook group too. Yeah. 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 I definitely just want more to more people that you know and whatever. Yeah. I yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so did you want to be an actress or or do you want to be an actress That's i know you've done a bunch question. of acting um but. i did a lot of acting in high school i did all the shows you know they always put me as like the the funny character like yenta from fiddler on the roof or aunt bella from lost in yonkers you know um so i i think it's so much fun but i never pursued it uh i tried a little bit when i first moved out here and i got like the ugly friend of the bride and i was like oh <laughs> you know <laughs> and it was the system is so hard because um in order to get an agent you know it's like you need a, a a really good reel and in order to get a really good reel you need an audition and to get an audition you need an agent so it's mm -hmm. like this full circle it's that it was hard for me to understand and, and to, you know, what you need is a family a famous family member in the business that's right nepotism <laughs> anybody listening to this podcast no um again though uh acting super fun for me especially like the the ultimate role would be phoebe from friends that just something like real fun and oh you look a bit like people. lisa kudrow oh, thanks yeah. Yeah. Uh, just making people laugh would be the goal. Just, you know, adding light to someone's life. But uh, it, it's not a passion. It's just something that would be cool to do, you right. know, but it's not like I want to be a big famous actor someday. Right. It's like, I just want to be on set and I'm good. Right. So that's why standing in is good for me. But the, I would not, I would not say no to the money that an actor makes. Exactly. Or the fun, you know, that they have and getting to play all these different roles. But it's just really difficult to yeah. get into yeah you know yeah for sure so. um but my heart's not gonna be broken like all i want really right now my dream was to be involved with star wars and i feel like i accomplished that so now i just want a cute little house in sherman oaks where i can like rescue as many dogs as possible well okay so you brought <laughs> that up so you you've rescued a couple of dogs and you said yeah. you just rescued a cat too i did i yeah. did and um to show what a geek i am uh, the dogs are named chewbacca and <laughs> wickets uh and then the cat that i just rescued is now bb8 because he is orange and white but it was really sad because uh my friend found this cat that was just roaming around the neighborhood and looked really scared of the cars and uh -huh. they asked around and found out that the owners moved away and left the cat to live on the street on its own and so and it had no experience like it doesn't know how to live on the street oh and uh, so it just went up to them and went well like that and so how can you resist that so, so sad. she uh so my friend Susie rescued him and brought him home and then her roommate Kimberly who's my friend texted me the picture and was like we just found this cat we don't know what to do we have like already a place full of animals and I was like I'll take it <laughs> I went on oh. Amazon and I like spent $200 worth of cat stuff and I've never had a cat before <laughs> and of course Wicket my Ewok dog chases cats 
But I took a risk and I was like, okay, this is going to work. They're going to be best friends forever. Oh, yeah. You know, I need to save this poor cat's life. So I got towers galore and the fancy litter box and whatnot. And so as soon as I met the kitty, like I found out it was like a dog, you know, like it licks and it's sweet and likes to get picked up and cuddles. And I'm like, all right, I'm such a dog person. Like this is going to work. That's a lot like Charlie. Yeah. She does her own thing, but then like, you know, she likes to be around. Right, you know? right. Just pick me up and love me. Yeah. But so the cat, um, so BB-8 has now, he loves it there. Uh, Wicket and BB, it took three weeks, but they're getting along. Good. They can both like, you know, stand in the same spot. And BB is like a dog now to where he gets cookies. The same times when the dog comes in, they all get cookies. He sits there with the dogs to get cookies. a treat. A treat. You know, oh, co- yeah. dog cookies and a cat uh. treat. Okay, yeah. well, I, I called them cookies growing up. But okay. my mom, I don't know if that's a thing. My mom, yeah, it is a thing. Okay. Dog cookies. I believe you. Because my mom makes up names, you know, like tubby for a bathtub to tubby. Okay. I still say them. <laughs> dog cookies is a thing. Okay. So. I'm, no, I'm, not, de- I'm not debating <laughs> you. I just didn't know if you were like giving, baking cookie? cookies every day. Are you making, them- can you give them chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> what are you doing? You know that's not good for your dog. <laughs> So I'm giving them treats. They all get treats, cat treats, dog treats. Yeah. You can see my treats here. Yeah. Do you give her greenies? No. Or is it a him? Um, it's a him. He's in love with the shrimp temptations treats. <sighs> okay. Like he's obsessed with them. Like he's like, you know, like just like. Ah, they like the these a lot too. Yeah. And these clean their teeth. Oh, that's FYI, nice. that's in the nice. future, they're, they're French. Ooh la la. Ooh. The cat jumped <laughs> in the bed last night. Um, First time? Yeah. Oh, really? And cuddled with me. How new is this? I loved it. Uh, He's only been with me for about a month. Oh, okay, yeah. But he was, uh, you know, first just sleeping in the bathroom, and then uh, that was one day, and I'm like, oh, I can't just keep him in the bathroom. It's a big bathroom, but then, like, I divided up my bedroom half of my apartment was for the was uh for the cat and the other half was for the dog like it was just this big system till finally i got to remove the gate and it was like free for all yeah because i wanted to protect the cat so wicket wouldn't like stress it out because it just lost its family mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah 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 he's doing good though huh yeah, he's doing really good. Does he great. give Wicked a little smacking on the nose no, when needed? Or he, did he at first? He did. He kind of like from a distance, he kind of swayed his paw a little bit. But this cat's very special. He's super sweet, super nice. Okay. And really smart, too. Uh, I think he tries to, he stares at Wicked and tries to read him a little <laughs> bit. Like, are you going to chase me? No, you're not going to. Let's see how this goes. You know? Right. Well, a lot of cats, they just turn and stand their ground and they'll just batter the nose of the dog <laughs> yeah yeah it's hilarious i, I had a little cat and a golden retriever and the, like when the golden was bothering her she'd take a wax at him and my dog was so sweet she'd just wag her tail more like you want to play <laughs> <laughs> i was i was worried because you know he, he has his closet he was gonna like you know tear into wicked's face or something uh-huh. you know but uh, it was just from afar, and I kept his nails super short so he wouldn't scratch Wicket. But so far, so good. So you've learned how to trim cat nails now? No, I'm too scared to do that. I don't even trim my dog's nails. I take them to the vet to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's not hard to do. The hardest part is just holding on while they meow. Yeah. Because they, you know, like, anytime I do it to her, she knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. But it's really quick. It takes me, like, less than a minute to do both her paws mm-hmm. if she just stays somewhat still. If she tries to get away too much, that always takes more time. But, like, it's super easy. And it's easy not to hurt them. Have you heard of a cat harness? Yeah, I have one. I actually bought her a harness and a leash. Yeah. 
Because I feel bad because they're inside all the time. I'm I like, know. I need some fresh air. I've ta- I took her out and she just, she didn't really take to it. And getting her in the harness was like a nightmare. That's, that's what made me think of it. Like the holding it down for the nails. It's like you have to put that harness on it. Right. Well, they say you put the harness on like for a couple of hours at a time for like a couple of days before you actually attach oh. them to a leash to let them get used to the harness. Oh, I just went full on and did it and how'd it go <laughs> it went really well oh it did okay. um i put i put her i put i got three harnesses because i didn't know which one would fit <laughs> um i'm like so overboard with animals i love them so much uh but so i picked the teal one and uh I, we just went at it and he was fine like oh this is how it's gonna be like oh look i can sniff a bush you know and okay he, they just walked with She's me cool with that until we got closer to the street you know where the sidewalk was and then it was like scary because like oh no okay. there's cars i can't do this like i'm gonna get hit like, okay gotcha so i brought him back inside so it was just like a quick little like maybe five minute like oh this is what outside is right so i think i'm just gonna do it a little bit every day if my friend Susie heard this she would get so mad she's like Devin, it's not a dog <laughs> quit treating it like a dog but it's like one <laughs> well yeah but i mean i'm okay with taking the cat out i actually yeah. wanted to but she just wasn't into it mm. you know um so whatever all right, dog and cat talk is over. <laughs> I know. It was <laughs> bound to happen. I'm such a big animal buff. Animal are, are you a musician too? Uh, no, not at all. Were you in a band? No. Where did you get that information? F- from from uh, a website like IMDb or something? Did you Google me? No. Um, no, I uh, did karaoke hosting. <laughs> I swear it was in one of the, the descriptions. No, in a Like band? a ska band. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that was my IMDb. No, I used to tour around with a sky band um, when I was... A sky band? A or ska. A, oh, okay, okay. A ska band. <laughs> I thought um, I screwed something up. No, no, I used to tour around in a ska band when I was in college. And it was like these seven guys in this band called Scuff. Uh, it was a Christian ska band. And <laughs> okay. I would go around with them and I would get on the microphone and like talk to the talk to the kids and you know teach them about love and and uh you know to be good to one another oh, so you, you know, weren't just, in the band no no no, okay. no i just traveled around with them i was kind of like the chick that went along with the, all the guys you know right. and the guy's girlfriend so they're just a bunch of friends of mine oh okay yeah oh gotcha. i would dance to their music but <laughs> and had a good time like you know you know talking with the kids and whatnot but are you into ska in general? No, not really. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, it's fine, but I don't. Now that I'm older, I don't listen to it. Uh, you know, I kind of grew out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I just remember you were talking about dancing along in the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Do you remember that band? Yeah, it sounds very familiar. Yeah, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They had a, they had a guy who all he did. He's in the band, but all he did is dance the whole time, the whole concert. <laughs> That's all he, I would love that. On stage and he would dance. That's all he did. That's great. And you you always would wait for him to like pick up a, a triangle or a maraca or like anything, anything yeah. at all. Tambourine, nothing. Never picked anything up. <laughs> he was the dancer. Oh, that's awesome. I used to manage a DJ and one of my favorite thing about it was when he would DJ, I would just be up there dancing like with him. So I just danced like five times a week. Oh, okay. It's one of the talent manager positions I did <laughs> like instead of standing in. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I danced. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, a DJ. How many DJs are there? How many do we need? Ugh. We need less. Uh, what kind of music did he play? It was house and hip hop mix, but his specialty was house music. It was in the South Bay, so we um, mostly we got gigs there. I got some gigs in Hollywood for him too, um, but I just 
I don't know. I just wasn't into that scene because it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll book your DJ if you can bring me 30 people with you, you know, like and have them all pay $20, you know, it was that kind of thing. Oh, right. You know, and my friends are so cool. Like, you know, I, maybe five of them would come because they want to dance, you know, and they were super cool. But uh, it was like, I don't want to ask my friends to pay money to support, you know, to support my DJ. I just, I don't like that kind of stuff. It, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to, tr- it's like, it's like trickery, like tricking someone into doing something. I mean, it's not quite like, trickery, but yeah, but I know like, what you mean. I'm just trying to get, you know, they call them something. There's like a name for it. Cause a lot of stand up comedians had to do that. Mm-hmm. They call them something gigs, bring alongs. Yeah. And then you like, oh, I want to see my friend's comedy show, but then it's like, oh, it's a two do- drink minimum. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to be spending like 30 bucks on these $15 drinks, you know, right. and not every job in the industry pays that wonderfully. <laughs> right. So like you could go. Drinks. Right. You can. Yeah. You can like, especially if you're like background or something like, like working sparsely or something. I mean, 30 yeah. bucks is a lot of money. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, but in comedy, it's a little, well, I mean, they can come or not come, but like that, I think that's kind of part of the deal. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. Anyway. Um, oh, I have another group on Facebook too. Um, what's it's, that? It's called, uh, paid entertainment jobs and casting notices. It's got 46,000 people in it. Um, and it's, I know it's crazy, right? I'm the minute I'm the only administrator of it. I started it maybe five years ago five uh-huh. or six years ago, and it just built up to 46,000. And the point of the group is to post crew jobs and casting notices in the industry that are that uh like free posts so you don't have to pay to find work they it's just say hey we're looking for a sound engineer please submit to this email so that was the whole point of it right sure yeah so that's like i I feel like you know again like i said i love helping people like i want to you know do good things in this world with the short life that we have and so i want people to get work through this um to where they don't have to pay to audition, like, you know, get a subscription to an acting site in order to become, follow to become, you know, what they want, like an, an actor in a, right. in a movie. Right. Know? So, yeah, I that's a thing. That's a thing, more. isn't it? Yeah. People end up spending money trying to get jobs, so right? Much money. Right. You know, and it's somebody who doesn't have a lot of money. And most who of it's could a scam, like right? The next Gary Oldman is out there, but they just yeah. don't have the money for people to see them. It's so hard. Yeah. You know, for people to get work or notice who who are just starting out in the business. It's tough. Like I've tried to and like there's just I got one audition, you know, and like I was so inexperienced and I'm like, "Well, now I don't know what else to do." <laughs> you right. know, so I don't know. I, I wish there was an avenue where we could find talent who people don't know that are out there, you know, but where they don't have to spend so much money to do it. Right. Because you know? a lot of them end up going in like groundlings and stuff like that, right? And paying for that. Yeah. and having Which to that's not that. a scam, but no, but no, like no. but like just trying to get somebody to see you. Yeah. But, right. I remember a long time ago, a girl I, I was dating was in... Um, was in a play and I she asked me to come to the play and I was <laughs> okay it was ten dollars it was fine yeah but it was like it was like upstairs in a strip mall in Hollywood yeah. in a black box mm-hmm. I've know? been to so many of those I'm sure you have yeah. I'm sure you have it's they're fun to go to and see your friend perform you know yeah so. yeah um 
Oh, I remember that one though, because I've been to a few of them. That one, or was it another? I think it was that one. They had like somebody brought like a case of Bud Light for the audience. <laughs> And just put it there and like, here's beer for you guys if you want it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, I'll drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> At least there's that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've been to so many of those. I never thought about that. Like, I always think, oh, there's so many agents. It must not be that hard. Oh, it's so hard. I mean, people so don't even don't understand like to be at CAA is like a thing yeah (laughs) if you're starting out that i don't think that's a great agency because they i think you have to already be established oh no that's what i'm that's my point it's like you're the you're the one percent of the one percent if you're rep there or you know or william morris endeavor you know and then i don't know how they all list out or whatever but like uta and all the big ones like and i got lines in these shows i mean it wasn't through auditioning it was through standing in but i thought maybe that would I I contacted a couple agents and was like, hey, I got a line. Is there any way you could see me? And it's like, no, you don't have a reel. I'm like, oh, how do I get a reel? The way I get a reel is I have to, you know, pay for somebody to like film me doing some scenes that I have to memorize. Money, money, money everywhere is money, money, money that I don't have. Well, you could, you could, it's a lot easier than it used to be now. Yeah. I mean, you can shoot it on your cell phone. That's true. And edit it on your computer. I think you can even edit on your phone. Will they accept those? Like, Why wouldn't they? It's video it of you. Look, well, yeah, that's true. But it doesn't look like it's not from NCIS and, you know. Yeah, but you said you were going to pay somebody to do scenes. Well, if I had the money. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, you could, that's true. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. in a certain way, where there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. I know the point of entry is, like, up here, and it's really hard. But, right. um you know, you you could probably do something like that. I I don't know. If I had the money, maybe well, this book will also do well. get <laughs> clips. Get clips from the stuff you've stuff you've done. Yeah, but it's like one liners, like here so. Who yeah, cares? That's true. That's you know, true. I yeah. mean, they hired you about herpes, but you know, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people. Um, excuse me. An actress friend of mine wrote a script, and I know others have done that. Right. They write a script to, to make a short film. Then they hire a director and producer and they pay for it. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're in the something. And the agent sees that and hires That them. I don't know. That but would that's, be awesome. <laughs> but that's the goal. Right. That's the goal. But, you know, some of them spend 10 grand or, you know, or whatever. Like How do you get that 10 grand? It's bartending, waiting tables. California, it's like month, you pay month, you, where everybody works, well, you know, yeah. depending on the job, can work month to month, like yeah. trying to survive out here. I mean, that's so the thing, like, like you're, you want to be on set, mm-hmm. and that's actually really admirable, but if you wanted to make more money, there are other ways to make more money. Yeah. You could go bartend. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And... I'm not even, it's hard to get a bartending job probably, but you could go, you could go serve or bartend, find somewhere busy, you know? Um, I don't know if they'd make enough. I mean, I don't, I've never been, but like. They make more than stand-ins. Yeah? I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Based on people I know. I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody, but. But again, acting, I think it'd be fun, but it's not. It's that thing though. You have to step away from set to try to be an actress. If, if all that, what I said is true. That's. Yeah, that's very true. Right. And you'll learn more about the technicalities of being an actress where you are now than anybody, you know, you can talk and go to school and bullshit. You don't know until you get on a real set and do it. That is so good. 
you know what? I'm not saying that people should drop out of school, but I really wish that when I was 18, I just went out here. Right. You know, because like I've I've told people, okay, so um, friends of mine with kids have asked me, oh, they want to go into film. What what should they do? And I'm like, <laughs> screw college. Yeah. Don't send them to film school. Right. Make them let them intern until they can get a PA job. Yes. Where in almost any city, not any, no, that's not true. But like I'm from Orlando, like mm-hmm. there's stuff, stuff shoots down there, you know? Yeah. Um, and like what I did, I got my first PA job by saying like, look, I'll come intern for you for one day. If you, if you like me, you'll keep me for the second and that's pay so me. That's so smart. That's great. That's yeah. A and great I, idea. Yeah. And I worked my whole career, my whole PA career. I worked with that UPM and other people, but that was where I started. Mm-hmm. And and you'll learn so much. And also, you have to be inquisitive. Yeah. I mean, as a PA, you have to go around and talk to other departments. That's what I did. Exactly. Like, when I had time, I'd say to the grips, Is it, can I help you with anything? Or I'd see them all busting their ass, and I'd say, can I help? Oh, yeah, carry all these sandbags over there. That's right. the first thing they do. Carry heavy shit from one place to another. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, help put this thing together. Just screw that. And then it's, do you know how to tie a knot? Tie this, you know? And then the same with camera, like... What's that cable for? What's that do? You yeah. know? What kind of lenses are those? You don't think they get annoyed by answering those questions? No. People love to talk about themselves uh, and what they do. I love it. They do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I love talking talk about standing in. You I wrote, wrote a damn wrote book, book about it. <laughs> I wrote a book about it. So, so, I love so my no. Job, yeah. And look, not everybody's going to be accommodating to that. Yeah. But some people will. Oh, I totally would. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I. You read this? Right. And also, if you're willing to help somebody in the meantime, it's a little different. You're on union shows and stuff. You're not supposed to do stuff, whatever. But yeah. you can still talk to them about stuff. Right. You know, like for me, I could go to camera. Hey, can I help you push that cart? Can I help that? You know, or like I said, with the grips, the grips and electrics used to hire me mm-hmm. when they'd suddenly need an extra guy for tomorrow. They'd say, can we just bump Brad up? Oh, cool. And the UPMs would be like, yeah. Oh, and that was okay. like a four times, pay, you know, or three times the money. Yeah. Um, because I worked hard. And look, most of these jobs, you don't have to know that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not getting bumped up to the gaff, to gaffer or key grip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, course, yeah. you know, I'm getting bumped Maybe up. Maybe someday. <laughs> well, well, whatever. You get my point. Like, yes. like, you know, there's there's a fairly low uh, they're not done by any means right. you work your ass off but there's a fairly low amount of information you have to have to be entry level grip electric um those kinds of departments a lot of that's just hard work mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah definitely um then when you get into like dolly grip and stuff like that's a little different but you, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. You learn a couple of stands and how to set them and what flags do and what scrims do and this and that and the other. And like, right. yeah, anyway. Um, so I tell people, don't waste your money. Don't saddle yourself or your kid in debt with film school when you can go learn it all. Now, if you want to be Spike Lee, even then, just go, well, okay, so certain people say you go to NYU or USC for the networking. That's mm-hmm. why you go there. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So if you want to be an agent or something, maybe you go to USC, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, And uh, but if you want to be a director, go watch a thousand movies or 10,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go watch every movie. Go watch every classic you can find. And then go with your iPhone or whatever and see if you can do it. Mm-hmm. 
with a couple of friends. See yeah. if you can make a scene. Right. Right? Yeah. I had a great movie called Hopeless Romantic when I was in college that I wrote. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. Did it get made? Yeah, it did. I don't even know what happened wow. to it. It was so long ago, but yeah. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It got made. Yeah. That's impressive. By like the students or? No, yeah. Well, it was through the through the college. The, um, we were supposed to take these scripts and adapt it or the, the, these short stories and adapt it into a script. So uh, I didn't like any of the short stories, so I, was, I just wrote my own script. Uh, and uh, the teacher was he, teacher was uh, a television a feature script director. or a short script. Um, it was a feature. Okay. And so yeah, I wrote like a short film, and uh, he liked it, and he's like, "All right, get your group together. We'll make your film." And so then wow. I, yeah, so I got to do that. But that, I learned so much from doing that hands on. You know, that was that's in so great. <laughs> But you can do Fair that. Enough. You don't have to go to school. To well, do that, I though. think there are good. But I should. I should also say that there are good film schools. For example, I know Valencia mm-hmm. Community College in Orlando has a really good film program, and they actually make movies and stuff like yours did. Right. My, I went to uh, Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. They had a fantastic radio and television right. department, right. and I learned. I did learn a lot. Right. From them. Um. But in general. You know, you're also working with other people who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, no offense to anybody. Yeah. Everybody's learning and stuff, but you're not learning from... Not hands-on. You're not learning Hollywood, from somebody who has 20 City, years in the business Chicago. and can explain why everything is the way it is. Right. You know? And um, you're working with another student who's like, do you know how to use a stand? No, I don't. And you learn together, okay, but you're you're still not really learning the right way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I sound like I'm shitting on all school. No, schools are great. <laughs> I just think it's practical. Individual I just think practical experience is so important in this business. Like it, nobody cares if is. you graduated from kindergarten. I've never if used you're good my. At your job. I used my degree once. Yeah. For a job since I've been out here, you know. Right. No one cares. No one cares. It's it, a lot of it is catch twenty two stuff too. Like even somebody who wants to be a grip, mm-hmm. it's like, well, have you been a grip before? No. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm not going to hire you to be a grip. Yeah. You know, right. so it, there is it's it's in all facets, you know. Oh, you've you're a camera operator, huh? What have you operated on? Mm-hmm. Nothing, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. So there I don't know. It's just that weird. It's like the Hollywood barrier. Yeah. Can someone just help me like get started? You just need that one person who's going to like uh, teach you or bring you under their wing, you know, bring you under their wing and, and uh, give you a shot. Right. I mean, half the battle is perseverance just hanging around mm-hmm. being available to do never it. giving up yeah yeah never giving up um what was um i think i've said this on a show before but uh, matt damon's i think it was matt damon who said you know people come up to me all the time and ask me like how can i you know i want to be an actor what what should i do how can i make it and he's yeah. like you should quit <laughs> no, you'll never make it there's no point oh my gosh and he goes the ones that believe me it's true yeah. The ones that don't, yeah, they Screw might be right. Guy. Right. Well, fuck you. I'm gonna do it. I want to do, do it. it anyway. That you have to have that. Yeah. You have to have the fuck you. No, know, I'm gonna do it. My mom did not want me to move to California, <laughs> but I did it, and I'm so glad I did. Right. Right. You know, I was going to no matter what. I love her, but you need to follow my dreams. Yeah. yeah. My, you know, my dad has tried to well over the years so many times. Why do you want to be in that business? What are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. and um. Anyway, yeah, uh, she's still my mom. Still, I love her to death, but she still tries to convince me to move back to Alabama. I'm like, I can't work in film and television industry there. Like, what am I gonna do? 
Yeah. You know, Stuff shoots there once do. in a while. It'd yeah, be once nice. in a while. I need to work every day. <laughs> I think, didn't, didn't they do mud in Alabama? Oh, I don't know. I think so. My friend Dylan, I think they did that in a few places. He does those movies with that guy, Jeff, um, what's his last name? Guy who did um, mud and uh, midnight, no, uh, the one where the kid's eyes like, he has like a power. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, but he he, he shoots in the power. I want to see that. Um, I'll, I'll find it for you after. Yeah, Pe- okay. People people listening already know. It, it, I forget what it's called. <laughs> um, it was pretty good. But Mud is fantastic. Do you know Mud? Uh, no, I've never watched it. Matthew McConaughey movie. Oh yeah, okay. it's a great movie. It's right. a really great movie. I but it's the same director it. did this <laughs> other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should see it. Um, anyway, um, I like I, Matthew McConaughey. He's great. I actually, right? saw him. Um, What's funny a story is like I worked on Magic Mike one day and I did background work on it and there were other background that were just I don't know why they just were not into the scenes and we were doing the strip club scenes. Oh yeah. You know, and not many everybody was just kind of sitting there and Scott Soderberg, did I say that right? Soderberg, Scott Steven. Steven. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering I was worried about his last name. <laughs> uh, as you can tell I'm not really great with names. Um but That's all right. Um, yeah, he was there and he was directing and, uh, he was like, can I just need energy? Just please put your all into it. So I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to rock this. And so I was like, whoa, and Matthew McConaughey would come out. I'd be like, you know, I'd be yelling and be energetic. And, uh, I remember there was even this girl who had a like bride to be hat on and she just looked like she hated her life. I'm like, what is going on today? Hmm. But so because I was so energetic, like he just put me on film so much that when you watch the strip club scenes, you see me. You're in it a bunch. Yeah. You see me a lot. And then, um, he used me in the trailer. So there's a part in the, the trailer of the first movie where it's like Mike has, uh, oh, cool. you know, friends and whatnot. And this is Mike has fans. And it's just one whole shot of me going, woo, with my hand up All in right, the air. Awesome. Yeah. It's really funny. That's funny. Yeah. I'll put that on my row. <laughs> woo. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend thinks it's cool too. He's like, oh my gosh, you're in Magic Mike. That's crazy. Well, you could make a little quick little clip reel of stuff you've been in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like years ago, I haven't cut a reel in a really long time. Um, but, um, I remember watching some of the really big Steadicam operators reels Mm -hmm. and like not all of them, but some of them, it's just like one big star after another. Mm -hmm. And you realize like, Oh, like it's a Steadicam shot, but it's like such a quick clip. It doesn't matter. It's just showing Jack Nicholson's face or whatever. And like, that's how they cut their reels. And People are like, oh, they've worked with them. They've worked with them. They've worked with them. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, a bunch of people hired her. Right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just uh, brainstorming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, I went and made my real more faces. You know, there are harder shots I did, but I left them off because it's nobodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't nobody's. know if Nobodies. Uh, well, Okay. <laughs> God, that sounded so trashy. That sounded horrible. That was Everybody's awful. a somebody. How Sorry, can I tell you anything on this podcast? What I meant was other people look at him as nobodies, as in no, they're not. They're, <laughs> That's they're all, not, folks. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, right. No, they just no, they're not famous. They yeah, don't have okay, they don't have any recognition. No one people right. don't know who they are. Right. Okay. They're not nobodies in the in the context <laughs> of someone else knowing them. Anyway, right. um, 
Yes, I, you know no. I didn't mean it. That I know way. you didn't okay, mean good. it. I'm just right. playing. I know. Don't <laughs> hassle me too nobody's. hard. I can't take it. <laughs> that was nobody's. Read my book. Respect is in here. Yeah, you Equality know what? Equality is in here. Reader, reader book. We're, yeah. we're, I think we're good. I think hey. I think we chatted about a lot of oh, stuff. It's and good. Puppies and everything <laughs> we, we talked did. about kitties and we did and yeah get your book it's called Delaware. it's standing up for single camera no it's not it's called standing in standing in, in. jesus <laughs> standing i've in. only had one I'm beer and take, i sound like i've I'm had 10 take over this podcast hello everybody standing this in for single camera Laura. my book is standing in for single camera <laughs> i'm so sorry what a jerk. by me if you want to learn how to be a stand-in or to increase your ability as a stand-in become stellar at it it's on Amazon. <laughs> there you go. Go get it. It's like the only one too. I'm sure it'll. Only I'm sure, book on it. Just based on the info info you gave me, I'm sure it's very yeah. very helpful. Nine ninety five. Cool. Nine bucks. Oh, it's cheap too. Yeah, Ten bucks. Oh, awesome. Well, good luck. I hope you um. I hope you sell a bunch and thank you. Help a bunch of people. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, thanks for being <laughs> on. I appreciate it. Sure. Thanks again to Devin for coming in and doing the show. I really enjoyed it. She was great. Thank you to Walter Clausen for their continued support of the show. And thank you to my listeners. You guys are great. And um, if you want to hear the best day, worst day, check out patreon.com slash walking backwards. And you can hear all the best day, worst days as well. And also support the show at the same time. Uh, If there are any questions or concerns uh, about the show or whatever, comments, whatever, uh, email me at walkingbackwardspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll catch you next time.